Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Discast. Uh, today, we'll be talking about why, as humans, we write speculative fiction and how that affects us and our view of the world. Dystopia. Dystopia is everywhere. Here we have the music for one of the most popular speculative fiction shows, The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone didn't scare its viewers through jump scares or monsters. It scared them through speculative fiction and philosophy and what the world could become by just changing several variables. Speculative fiction is everywhere. As we all know, the books we have recently read and continue to read are dystopia. Through dystopia, us humans predict the future. And the answer to our question, why we write speculative fiction is, stories about the future reveal what could happen if things in the present continue or amplify to a larger scale. This allows us to warn ourselves and others of the future with the same retrospective of reading a history book. Our first example of speculative fiction is The Nuclear Tourist, which is an article about the town of Pripyat in Ukraine that surrounds the former Chernobyl nuclear power plant in the Chernobyl exclusion zone. The nuclear power plant there went through a meltdown in the 1980s, causing an evacuation of the area surrounding it. The article touches mostly on the areas of the ethics of tourism in areas such struck by disaster, as well as why people are drawn to areas of disaster. Some evidence from the nuclear tours to back up uh, our statement is nuclear tourism coming around the time of the Fukushima disaster. The idea seems absurd and is what drew me along with the wonder. I've seen towns and the whole city, almost 50,000 people lived in Pripyat, relevant, abandoned in a rush, left to the devices of nature. So this shows the absurdity of nuclear tourism, as well as the absurdity of bringing up ethical questions about the dangers of different types of seeking entertainment for society, which is the reason that a person might write speculative fiction about an extreme society. Our next piece of evidence is Fahrenheit 451, which is a book about a firefighter named Guide Montag whose job is not to save houses from burning down, but to burn them down and destroy the books, which are dangerous because they offend people through the knowledge they contain. The guy's opinions on book change when he sneaks one out of the house that he burned down, and it turns out this book was a Gutenberg Bible, of which there are only roughly 12 in the world. It is then revealed that he has hidden lots of books and he has to run away when he is caught with all the books and joins a gang of former college professors from before the books were banned. Overall, Fahrenheit 451 is a great piece of work on the role of critical thinking as well as censorship in society. Our cited quote from the text is, with school churning out more runners, jumpers, racers, tinkerers, grabbers, snatchers, flyers, and swimmers instead of examiners, critics, knowers, and imaginative creators, the world intellectual, of course, became the swear word it deserved to be. An explanation for why this answers our question of why do we write speculative fiction is it illustrates the dangers of not teaching people critical thought and instead making them simply consumers of knowledge rather than creators of it, which is far more important than consuming, contributing to the warnings about the future if people no longer critically think.
Our next example is There Will Come Soft Rains, which is a story about how machines will function after society is gone, as well as what remnants of it will be preserved and how that will be reclaimed. The main character in it is the house that has survived a nuclear bomb and is going through the routines. Its computer is set by default before the bomb, although the humans are already gone. Our evidence to support the question of There Will Come Soft Rains is Quote, only four spots of paint remained. The man, the woman, the children, the ball remained. So rest with the charcoal. An explanation of this evidence is the aftermath of a nuclear war, the dangers of that war for annihilating society and causing the other worlds to know it. This serves as a warning in the continuation of what the Cold War could have become, contributing to why we write speculative fiction as warnings to us in the future. Our next example is Divergent, which is a novel about a city that is divided into several factions to preserve peace. To become a member of one of these factions, you'll be tested when you become of age, and whichever faction your personality matches will become the faction you choose. However, the main character in the story is part of a rare group of people that tests into all the personality categories for all the factions, rather than a single one. Not wanting to become factionless, the main character chooses a faction, Dauntless, and must learn how to become one of them. Our evidence from Divergent is the scene where she is tested for all the factions rather than just one, and she is rushed out of the testing area to avoid her becoming factionless and the person in charge of the test catching her. This backs up our answer to the question by illustrating the dangers of categorizing people, as well as the dangers of not allowing people to choose their own things on their own accord, and measuring the ability of people based on single tests, which shows as warnings to the future as things that could possibly happen in today's society. It is delirium, which is set in the world of the belief that love is a disease and people must have a procedure to remove love through them. The story centers around a young girl that is yet to receive her procedure that can only be given once a person is over the age of 18 or is at risk of it coming back or serious side effects, including death. Our piece of evidence for this is, it has been 64 years since the president and the store ISM have identified love as a disease, and 43 since the scientists perfected a cure. Many people are afraid of the procedure. Some people even resist. But I am not afraid. I can't wait. I'd have it done tomorrow if I could. But you have to be at least 18, sometimes a little older, before scientists can cure you. To back up our question, this shows the danger of lack of critical thought as well as just blindly trusting the government because some people say, trust the government because the government cares about you instead of questioning everything like Socrates or Jefferson would have wanted you to do. To conclude this podcast, the reason why humans write speculative fiction is because we must know what happens in the future and how to prepare for it, similar to how we look back as history as a reference. We extrapolate what's going on now to make a picture in the future of the future that is not bright, so we understand what we need to do now to stop the future from happening. Thank you for listening to this cast. I'm Master Ceiling. Goodbye. <laughs>